All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how are you doing? Marlo, here we are. Uh, we've had we've had a good run. A lot of podcasts were coming in good, feeling good, feeling excited. Uh, this yeah. won't, this I fear, I fear will not be one of those. Um, so before we veer off in that direction, uh, that I'm sure we're heading into negative town, um, <laughs> uh, I was <laughs> watching America's Funniest Videos tonight with That's my still son. on. It's still on. It's hosted by I forget the actor who played um, on Fresh Prince, not Will Smith, who played Carlton on Fresh Prince, Alfonso, oh. Alfonso okay. something. He's the he's the host. Uh, he's not as good as Bob Saget, but a uh, few people can pull off his dry uh, comedy. And so. I guess I'll preface it this way. You know how when you go to a, see a comedian and you just want to laugh, so like everything's funnier, you're around other people who are laughing, so then you're laughing more because they're laughing, and there's just kind of this general uh, I don't know, happy mood, right? Because you want yeah. to be entertained and you want to laugh. That's children watching American Funniest Home Videos, at least my <laughs> son. He wanted to laugh at everything, so he's laughing at everything. I'm kind of like laughing along with him just to kind of be like, yeah, this is funny, but then I'm find myself legitimately laughing at you know a cat being in the corner pocket on a pool table uh (laughs) things like that it's fantastic i i I remember watching it growing up and enjoying it and then watching it you know as like a a single guy and being like why would anybody ever watch this this is stupid yep now as a dad marlo uh it's fantastic so i encourage everybody with kids watch that show because it is absolutely hilarious to watch with children uh so that was uh some brevity today was a, a a bit more uh I guess uh, not terrible day <laughs> for me, and we'll talk about uh, why it might not have been for you. But uh, that's my suggestion to uh, fathers of I probably I would say young kids in general. But it was a lot of fun um, there. So that was that was my evening before I I went back into. Isn't that Americans from the video? Isn't that just YouTube now? Pretty I don't much. understand how that's still on. <laughs> yeah, you upload. Well, you get you get Alfonso's you know charm and his terrible uh-huh. jokes and stuff, and you know they just line them up for you. But yeah, okay. it's essentially yeah, you know, YouTube. But the, uh, apparently, there's somebody there kind of curating the videos that you see that are better. I, I did not agree with the one that won today. And you win ten thousand oh. dollars, Molly. You just have to Jeez. upload it to their site. Yeah, and you can win ten ten thousand dollars. Nice. Although they throw right. you out there, I don't I don't know if I'd want to like be on the show. And there's like a <laughs> studio audience still, and it's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird that they're. Like he's sitting amongst these again, and who the studio audience? They're really selling the laughs. Let me tell you, the studio audience is there to have a good time. But I was thinking about that, and I was like, would I want to be in this? Well, first of all, would I ever want to be a studio audience in anything? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And especially in this, where it's like you have to like you're convincing yourself to laugh. And I talked about you know a moment ago how like you kind of do that when you're at a comedy show or whatever. But at least there you have like a two drink minimum to relax yourself and. And, and get into it. Here you're like on camera and you're laughing awkwardly. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you for that. All right. America's Funniest Videos. There you go, Marlo. And then there you go. next, believe it or not, Kids Say the Darndest Things or whatever that show's called. Are you serious? Uh, brought that back too? Yeah, that's there. Not as funny. <laughs> Did not enjoy that one as much. Neither me nor my son. So uh, All right. that was our evening while I watched uh, the start of the Dallas-Washington game on the phone. Um, you know, just real good parenting there. You know, Yeah. Having, Having the the phone there to uh, to help you out. So, all right. Um, how about you, Marlo? Anything you want to you know 
pretend to be happy about before we get into into sports? No, this is absolutely not. I, <laughs> there's absolutely nothing I want to pretend to be happy about. Uh, yeah, I think I came in. Well, I know according to at least Sunday morning, being like, you know what? I really just wish I didn't care about sports because sports right. are over. So, yeah. but anyways, going down a bad path it is. This is gonna be a great podcast, Casey. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. All right, we'll start with the Badgers, Marlowe. And, of course, as always, we're going to start with hockey because we are ho- we yes. are now a ho- Badger hockey podcast. <laughs> they kicked the crap out of Minnesota Duluth, uh, the defending national championships. They came down into Madison. We won uh, both games over the weekend against them, and we are now ranked third, I think I saw, in what looked like a very unofficial poll. It might have been just some guy ranking the teams. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but he had Wisconsin third there, so I'm going to say that that's the national poll and say that that's where we are. Uh, but a great start to the hockey season. Um, so there, yeah, see, positive vibes, bro. I'm just trying to get him out there on this. Um, we're a hockey podcast now. Obviously, we're not going to dive too much in that. All right, on to football, Marlo. You talked about caring too much. Yep. I f- felt physically ill. Agreed. I think until the Packers pulled away today, and I, I'm sure. I think I think we can talk about you know how that didn't change or happen for you, but. Like I was physically ill. I don't. I'm not sure if I ate dinner. I'm not not entirely sure. Uh, did not really take care of myself in that regard. Uh, with nourishments and things. Those things didn't matter. I was upset. Uh, I weirdly went through the game just kind of being like, "Yeah, we're we're playing terribly." Right. We'll pull this off. It's we'll fine. pull this off. And yep. then when Cone threw the interception, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later, like I don't want to say it was a panic attack. Because that's a bit drastic. <laughs> but I got sweaty and lightheaded and went, mm-hmm. oh, my God, we're going to lose this game. And these are yeah. not things that should happen. As a, <laughs> I don't want to say middle-aged. That's a bit much, Marlo. But, you know, <laughs> what's between being young and middle-aged? I'm there. A normal adult. A normal adult should not be having these things happen. And there I was letting this game physically, emotionally affect me far, far too much. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I, I don't know, I kind of blacked out in the end there, so I can't even recall the feelings I had during that episode yeah. of the game, okay, yeah. but I could clearly feel like the feelings I had afterwards and just trying to shake it off for the rest of the day wasn't going to happen. Uh, everything I watched football-wise, if there was a football yeah. involved, it just brought me right back to it. I couldn't just like let it go. It was so awful. And I just, again, I just wish, I love caring. I just wish I could not not care for just a minute. But it was impossible. It was absolutely yeah, impossible. Just be able to move on. So you, so mm-hmm. I tried to lean into the football. I mm-hmm. was like, I'm just going to watch more football, get my mind off of this, bring on Oregon, uh, Washington. Let me like w- get football through. You know, football will get me through this. You went the other mm-hmm. way. You were, you were, you were out. You were. I'm done. I, yeah. Let me find something else to do. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, football is done. Football is over. Um, <laughs> It was canceled for the rest of the season. I didn't even know yeah. other games were going on. I think I, I finally got tuned in. You got me to tune into Michigan Penn State because the yeah, atmosphere was, was quote unquote electric. It was. It uh, was. It was really cool. I don't know. But that's as far as I got. And then once like Penn State started being good and like Michigan started losing, that that would have been like the holy grail. Like, oh, at least Michigan's a really good team that we yeah kicked the crap out. Nope. Then I just got mad again. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely had, <laughs> had those thoughts as well. All right, well, let's uh, let's before we get, I guess, too far into our um, our stress and complaining and stuff. Let's just go with 
this is going to be the reverse, Marlo. We've had a good run. We had, what, six or seven games of the good, the great, the bad, and the ugly, where we couldn't come up with bad and ugly. Yeah. I, it's the opposite. I can't. <laughs> I couldn't come up with goods and greats because each thing that was good or great was inevitably tied to some sort of horrific failure. Um, yes. So I'm going to start, Marlo, with the good. And this is just, mm. I feel good. And this is really petty, but I'm going to do it. Ready? Yep. I feel good for freaking Matt Millen and whoever else the broadcaster was. Because my God, were they cheering for, you know, they got the comeback that they wanted. And I, I just feel good for them because they, they were just cheered it on so bad. There's a difference between being excited about something that's happened that like Gus Johnson is really good at. He's really good at being yeah. excited for what's happening for the game in front of them and like trying to will it to happen in front of them. And this entire game, once Wisconsin went up, I felt like Matt Millen and his broadcast teammate, who I don't remember his name, that's why I keep saying that that way, just were praying and hoping that Illinois would come back and win this. And I understand that from like a I saw something crazy standpoint, but God, it was so frustrating to listen to. In fact, I had to turn the sound off in the final drive. Oh, and I also, by the way, I, I saw the kick go in. And yeah. I, I was watching it. Oh, I was oh yeah. I, I know where you're the, going. I closed the browser. Yep. I was watching on the screen. And then I checked my phone to mm-hmm. make sure like it actually happened. Like I didn't believe it happened. <laughs> yep. So I had to I had to like check and then it went final on my phone. And I think I had to check a third time later that day to, to even believe it. Um so my god, I feel good for it. You know, Matt Miller, he got his 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 comeback. Uh, again, that was petty, but God, it was so frustrating. Yeah. You know, speaking of that notification, I got that happened. I kind of did the same thing, shut it off, and then a notification came up on the like I think it was Fox Sports app, and they had it wrong, and they had us winning. Oh, that's I guess they might have they might have pressed it too early. Whatever they did for the notification, they had us winning, and I was like, wait, what happened? Did I miss something? <laughs> like, yeah. did, did I turn it off? Was there a call? What the hell happened? Yeah. Just to you know, dive back in just to know that it yeah, actually didn't happen. That's brutal. That was really bad. It was brutal. Don't let um, anything give you notifications on your phone. That's what I do. I don't want any notifications <laughs> from anybody. Oh boy, yeah. Right. But what's yeah. your what's your good, Marlo? Uh, my good, yeah. I, I, it sucks, but a good John Taylor gets five thousand yards yep. in his career. That's good, cool. Yep. Now if he could just hold on to the ball, that'd be better. But my good is Jonathan Taylor, five thousand yards in his career. Congrats, yep. buddy. I think it's in this game. His twenty eighth game with a hundred or more yards. Um, yeah, he had a he had solid performance with one horrific play. Uh, so that's a good good. Uh, mm-hmm. My great, um, my great is the amount of air being let out of the room, out of the bag, the <laughs> balloon. Yeah, of Wisconsin fans' hopes, dreams, and expectations—they're gone. They're dashed. They're ruined. The air leaving is my great Marlo. It sucks. Um, it really does. We have to. Uh, I mean. After the Michigan-Michigan State games, I sat here last week and I said, we have a different team. This is a different team. Basically, everything I said jinxed and went against us in this game. (laughs) I said, I don't think the, you know, you said trap game. I said, no, this team is focused. You know, this team, they don't do the dumb things. We'll talk about the dumb things that they did, I'm sure. Uh, They just did all the things that I kind of praised them for in what they had been for so far. So we saw those games. We had expectations that this was a different team. This was a different Wisconsin season. Boy, were we fooled. And it's the same Wisconsin team and the same Wisconsin issues. So my great is the amount of air out of the, out of the room. 
sure. Balloon, we have a balloon yeah, of season. expectations. It was yeah. popped. It was a great yeah. big balloon. It's it was a huge out. balloon. Got big. Yeah. We blew that up pretty tight. Yeah. Right. Cool. I'll go great. My great is um, I'm just going to give it to myself. Um, maybe I won't give it to myself, but after I explain it to you, you'll get it to me. I, I already gave it to week. Marlo. I already did it. Uh, I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it was a really bad one. Uh, you, you, you mentioned it. Call it a trap game last week. I was, yep. I didn't want to believe that. And all week, everybody around me was talking about, oh, can't wait for Columbus. Oh, I'm going to Columbus. Oh, I can't wait for Ohio State. Ohio State's here. And my only reply was, hey, let's get past Illinois first. Mm. Let's get past Illinois. Oh, they suck. It's fine. We'll be fine. Going to Columbus. That's going to be the game. And now look at where we're at. <laughs> exactly what I wanted. And... So I'm going to give my grade to myself for realizing that we have to get one game at a time. Yeah. All right. Um, good good call by you. Great call by you, Marlon. Yeah, uh, great call. I, I hate that it was. Um, all right. The bad uh, Taylor's fumble. I've watched this replay 100 times. Okay, yep. that's an exaggeration. I've watched it at least 25 times. Um, <laughs> I still don't know how he fumbled that ball. I don't know where it got knocked out. I don't know how he's not securing it. I know he's fighting for the extra yards when, again, in a situation when he shouldn't, he already had the first down. I don't understand how he fumbled that. Um, I know that turnovers had been an issue uh, previously. He hasn't been this year. I, I, I cannot fathom where that where that happened. My bad is the Taylor fumble. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big bad. That is mm, very glaring. Um, bad. I'll tell you it's bad. I'll tell you it's bad. <laughs> My bet is watching Illinois rush the field. And I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you saw this, Casey. It turned it off. Okay. So I don't know if you saw this part, too, because it was on the internet. Uh, so as soon as the game ended, they played jump around. That's actually really, really good on them. But yeah. fans rush the field, PA system plays jump around. And, okay. yeah, as I know, it kind of sucks. But, uh, but, yeah, that was my bad is we – Illinois rushed the field with jump around on. Two jump around. And, they, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, win the game. That sucks. That's, yep. uh, I mean, that's a good good job by them. <laughs> uh, my bad. All right. My ugly is, uh, I think, pretty glaring. Uh, your boy, Cone's pick. 232 left in the game, rolls to his right, underthrows um, Ferguson, uh, gets picked off. Great play, but gets picked off. Uh, you just can't. I don't understand why we're throwing the ball. I don't understand why you're not doing a higher uh, percentage play. Um, worst case, there's two minutes left, and they're on the 20, right? Because we punt. It goes out of bounds in the end zone because yep. our punter just kicks in the end zone every time. Um, <laughs> and they have 80 yards to go with, like, roughly two minutes left. And the for, you know, what... I'm trying. I'm just trying to put it in words because this is yeah. like just thinking about this is so frustrating. How easy of a situation we were on uh, their half of the field, right? And like you just have to not do that. You just have to, and despite them scoring however many points they did, I don't know. I don't even have it open in front of me anymore. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-four points. They're often stunk that game outside yeah, of three plays. And this is the yes. thing, Marlo. This is where I like kind of think and I do the except for this one play or three plays. That's part of the game. I understand, but like their offense did not move the ball. We just needed to not give them the ball in an advantageous position when they just needed a field goal, and that's exactly what we did. That pick was atrocious for someone who's made good decisions all season. That was an awful decision, and I think a bad play call 
But he just if he just falls down there and takes a sack, there's a, like a I don't know. I don't want to throw a percentage. We probably win that game. We almost guarantee we win that game unless Illinois does another crazy thing. Um, but that pick is my ugly. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I would do that. I would. I'll, I could plus one that, but I'll go ugly. My ugly is just, and this is weird, but it's the defense. Mm. Just seemed like they weren't being Wisconsin defense. Just the little things like not tackling, a lot of shoulders being thrown around, no wrapping up, uh, people out of positions, just giving up big plays. Like you said, it wasn't like it was weird because it wasn't it wasn't deaths by a thousand cuts, but it was just Illinois. It was having big plays on us, but it was happening for reasons like I just said, out of position, not tackling correctly. And it was just ugly. It was. And that's all I got. Yeah. The, it's weird because it, you sit here. I see here, Marlo. My God. I look at the stats. I can't believe we effing lost this game. It's unbelievable. It's clearly un- it's unreal. It's unreal. But the team stats, um, we, essentially we did everything to lose this game. And Illinois did everything right in the moment they needed to to win this game. So all so two of their touchdowns. I have two of their touchdowns here. Sorry, three of their touchdowns and the field goal after turnovers. So we turn over the football yep. on the fourth down. They score on a 48-yard touchdown pass. We miss a field goal. I'm going to count that as a turnover. They score on that 43-yard run, which was bizarre. That run was so bizarre. I don't think our defense was set. We were lined up offside somehow, and yep. the guy just runs up the middle. Nobody touches him. So weird. Uh, yep. Turnover on Taylor's fumble. They score on a 29-yard pass. Uh, the interception, they score on the field goal. So every time we had a turnover, they turned it into points. Uh, on that touchdown drive, they had the diving catch across the middle where the yep. wide receiver somehow keeps control of the ball. They had the 20-yard touchdown pass where despite the contact, despite Caesar Williams getting his hand hit in there, he somehow holds on to the ball. The interception where the guy, the linebacker drops, jumps up, and makes his falling backward catch, these were all amazing plays that Illinois made that they, I think 99 out of a hundred times, they don't make any one of these plays and they made all three of these plays. Yeah. When I tuned in a little bit, watched them play against Michigan, they played poorly. They played really well this game. Wisconsin played poorly, but when they needed to make plays, they made plays in this game. Uh, and when Wisconsin, I'm going to extend this and flip this now, Marlo, if you don't mind me yep. ranting a little bit. Yeah, go for it. On the converse side, Wisconsin did everything to give this game away. We talked about the turnovers, Penalties. Wisconsin comes in as one of the least penalized teams in the country. They had six penalties for 60 yards. They missed a a makeable field goal prior. So all of these things, if one of these things goes differently, we win this game. Jonathan Taylor's fumble prior getting tripped up on the one-yard line, running Chanel twice at the goal line in a row, and then kicking a field goal from the one-yard line. Um, That doesn't make any sense. Uh on the final drive, these are a little bit out of order, forgive me, uh, going to strip the ball instead of tackling, and this is where you're, yes. kind of you're, you're throwing shoulders. Yep. They were on the 38-yard mm-hmm. line, and we acted like we had to strip the ball. We just needed to tackle him and make him kick a 50-something yarder instead of the 30-whatever one he had. Uh, giving up big plays, we, ju- we just talked about. The refs not calling a pretty clear false start on their last running play that would at least make the field goal uh, a little a little bit harder. Um I had another one on here that I'm just blanking on right now uh, that was a coaching play calling thing. God, I lost it. Shoot. But I had all those things going just going – just, oh, uh, the final the final drive when we had the interception, Jonathan – we had six plays, Jonathan Taylor touched the ball. One 
play of those while we were protecting yeah. Lita. I understand he fumbled the possession before, but yep. he's a Heisman running back, so we didn't give him the ball in the final play. We didn't give him the ball on the goal line when we could have put the game away. All of those things went wrong for us, and went, and all of those things went just right for Illinois, and that's how we got this, I guess, shocking result. So, rant over. Yeah, yeah, I think the biggest thing there for me was uh, not going for not going for touchdowns, settling for field goals earlier in the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, from there on, it just seemed like we didn't have that killer instinct that we've grown to love. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the early part of the season it was like, and I, I mean, who cares? You just go. You're supposed to go for touchdowns. That that game, those even those turnovers at the end, it should not have been a problem. We should have been at that point in the game on easy yep. street. Yep. Uh, because two of those field goals should have been touchdowns at the very least. Uh, that we kicked on our side. So. Uh, that's yeah. That's that's kind of that's the biggest thing. Besides the defense, I talked about on the offensive side. That was the biggest thing is not not striking when we needed to and settling for those field goals. So we could go on and on and on and on about. Yep. We could go on and on about all went wrong. I think um, kind of the narrative afterwards. Yeah. Uh, from from the nationals, we'll call them the national people. Yeah. People out there was. I mean, it was. I think we were at when it closed. It was a thirty point spread. Was the was the spread 30, 30 and a half. 30, 30 and a half. I mean, that is a big upset. It was a big upset. It's freaking Illinois. You should never do that. But there's a lot of, you know, the biggest upset in, you know, Wisconsin coming out, coming out as a fraud, uh, being tossed around, uh, which it's just, it just seems so ridiculous. I think this happens. I, the, I mean, Georgia, didn't, they didn't have, that wasn't a narrative of Georgia. It's like, oh, well, they just happened to lose to South Carolina, which is also yeah. a sucky team at home, mind you. But it just seems that this Wisconsin team because they lost to Illinois. Now they're now they're frauds, and they were never supposed to be there. And all the accomplishments they had before just just happened to happen. Yeah, that's exactly the frustration I had. It's it's a bad loss. It's obviously a big upset, but like the fact that this is like uh, the biggest upset, and that it exposes Wisconsin. I think it exposes Wisconsin as having uh, frust. You know, uh, not maybe not being as good as you know. Uh, we were hoping they were right, but like we came into the season mm-hmm. not with these expectations, and I just you you uh, kind of hit my point right in the head in, in comparing it to the Georgia one. Georgia's supposed to be a national title, like one of the favorites. People pick them to win the national title. They lose, and they go, yeah. "Well, they're still Georgia, and they still have a chance." Wisconsin is a surprise team that happens to be in that conversation because of how well they played. Georgia isn't in that conversation because of how well they play. They are in that conversation because of their expectations, because of how good people think they can be. Wisconsin played well. They have impressive victories. And now where there's the narrative seems to be that, you know, there's no way they can make the comfortable playoffs. I mean, I guess we could if we beat Ohio State twice, which we'll talk about in a second how likely we think that is. But yeah. The fact that like that this is like a defining loss, whereas other losses for SEC teams or other losses for like if if Wisconsin beats Ohio State next week, that's not going to be a knock Ohio State out or anything. It's just very frustrating uh, as a team who's not in those top six teams, top seven teams every year. If you get a loss, you're done. But we give excuses to these good teams because we think they're good. It's a very frustrating uh, narrative. Um with I, I maybe it's frustrating because there's a kernel of truth to it, right? As Wisconsin, sure. you you can't lose this game and expect yeah. in in the national title uh, contender race. You have a lot more to prove again, just like we did at the beginning of the season. But like to have a team do so well and then just go well, they suck because of this game is very frustrating. Yeah, hundred percent. 
just texting with people, talking to people after the game angrily. Uh, we were all trying to kind of put together a narrative where we could get back in the playoffs. We're going to beat Ohio State Vice. This is going to do that. I mean, I was going on, and I was all contingent on Michigan winning against Penn State last uh, on Saturday night, which obviously didn't happen. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I, it is shattered, but there's still sort of a path, but it has to be, everything has to play out perfectly for it to actually happen. Yeah, it does. And that starts uh, next week with Ohio State Marlowe. Uh, this is built, you know, number four versus number six. That's what it was going to be. Now it's uh, the big noon four versus 13 or whatever we are yeah, now. We're 13. Um, any confidence, any thought I had I, I, in this game uh, is, is basically shot now. Uh, the way we gave up big plays to uh, Illinois, I just, we're going to face a faster, more explosive team. Uh, the way our defense succeeds is by applying pressure with the linebackers and leaving our corners basically on islands. And um, that has worked so far, uh, but it didn't against Illinois. They made some big plays on our corners and it's going to be harder for them to do that uh, against Ohio state. I just have no confidence anymore um, in this, in this big game in the season. I still have confidence, right? But Mm. in this kind of uh, I still think, you know, we can win the West. I still think, we can win the other games on our schedules. I don't, I don't like our chances here. We're fourteen and a half point underdogs, which is a crazy number. Um, but I just, I don't know how you have any confidence going into this game. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was going to Ohio State. Obviously, we had their defense, and we hadn't been giving up chunk plays. I can remember a couple, maybe one to Michigan. Um, yeah, the Michigan ones were in, like in garbage time, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, they started the game with one, and they fumbled the next game, so, so no one, no one remembers. But anyways, um, but that was the biggest thing we weren't giving away. And in this game, we were just giving away big, the, like you said, all the scoring plays were, came on big chunk plays. Um, and guess what? That's what Ohio State does. Um, and obviously, they have amazing athletes that that are able to do that. So, with that said, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of tough for me to sit here and be like go into that game with 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 with, with confidence. Uh, I hope they shock me. I hope they shock the world. <laughs> I hope they, you know, we cut through and and win this one. But I, yeah, walking in the next week, walking, waking up next Saturday, going to be nervous, but I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to have my chest out for sure. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention when we were talking about uh, kind of caring too much and yeah. the, the end of the game, uh, the game ended and I went to the grocery store to kind yeah. of like be around normal people. <laughs> And like try to be like get some other I don't care about sports I'm shopping on a Saturday yep. vibe. Uh, it didn't help. No, it didn't help. It didn't. It didn't rub off on me. Uh, it doesn't help that they're playing sports at the grocery store these days. But uh, that didn't help. All right, other college football, Marlo. Uh, I persisted. Watched some of it. Uh, most of it. Uh, Penn State beat Michigan's Michigan. You mentioned this earlier. Um, really wanted this for kind of a strength of schedule kind of concept of how good Wisconsin is. Uh, I was surprised, I guess, that the game was as high-scoring as it was. Uh, and I guess my greater concern after this game is I think Penn State has jumped Wisconsin in the second-best team in the Big Ten conversation. Oh, yeah. Uh, if they lose this, uh, even after Wisconsin loses, I think it's still Wisconsin. Uh, but kind of, you're, if you're looking at Ohio State going to the college football playoff, uh, which I think most people are at this point, um, Penn State, I think now is that that number two Big Ten team, and that sucks. 
That's my that's my <laughs> expert analysis. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Another one of those uh, Happy Valley White Album. Harva, hot hot seat got hotter. Are we, yeah. walking, are we looking at a dead man walking here unless he pulls off the impossible and beats Ohio State? I mean, they have Notre Dame next week, which uh, we'll talk about in the game of the week, and Ohio State left on their schedule. Uh, those could be two more losses. That's a lot of losses for a Michigan team that fancies himself uh, to be a top a top five team. So, uh, I don't know. It's a tough year. I At the same time, I don't know that that's like a fireable offense or something. Like... To ha- you can have tough years, right? That's possible. Yeah. And you can lose closely. I guess this Penn State game was close. You lost not closely to Wisconsin. <laughs> but uh, it. I think it depends on how those games look. Because uh, last year it felt like Michigan was back. They're not. Mm. <laughs> this, year they, usually, this year they feel like they're far away. Uh, yeah. And I think it. when it comes to the end of the year, how far away do they feel? Because right yeah. now they feel far away. Yeah. Mm. Well. That stunk. Uh, Oregon and Washington was actually a really fun game. It was a really good game. Was it? Oh, yeah. Cool. Good awesome. Pac-12 game. Uh, a little bit of you know cloudy, rainy weather there in Washington, which just feel it felt right. Uh, Oregon won. I think they might be pretty good, um, although I don't know how good Washington is. But that was my kind of let me try and lean into this, and I watched that. And it was a, it was an entertaining game, but uh, really, yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I know. who cares i could enjoy any of it it all i all just everything that happened just made me more frustrated yep so and every game every time i'm sure every time you're the game the highlights would come up because of the upset up. of the week yeah yeah that wasn't great either uh all right next week marlo we're gonna kind of look ahead as much as we can yep. obviously wisconsin plays ohio state we don't have high expectations for that we talked about that already it's two nice ones though auburn goes to lsu i think this is number uh, nine versus two, something like that. Eight versus two. Uh, two top ten SEC teams. Uh, I'm just interested to watch the borrow. Is it Burrow? Borrow? LSU's quarterback. LSU quarterback. Borrow. See what he can continue to put up. He's been amazing. A tough defense in Auburn coming into town. See if he can keep that rolling. Yeah, and I think you will. I think LSU again. I think Auburn's coming in for a loss. I, I want this to be an LSU team that goes undefeated. It goes in to Alabama and make yeah. that a game just as a fan. Um, <laughs> as part of my scenarios, though, I would like Auburn to win and uh, we can keep digging down and have Alabama lose at some point. So they aren't playing each other undefeated and knocks one of those one of them out of the playoff contention when they do play each other. But that's another story for another day. That's a pipe dream. I don't even care about that. Anymore. <laughs> Who cares? LSU keep kicking butt. It's fun. They're fun to watch. It's yeah. and it's so weird for to watch an LSU team who for how many years, Marlo, we've been sitting here going, God, if they could just get some offense, how good would they be? And the funny thing is yeah. they get an offense in their defense. I, I think a little bit of it is their offense scores so fast, their defense is back out there. Uh why their defense is giving up more points than you would expect out of an LSU defense, but they still have the talent. They're a lot of fun. Uh and the other big one, uh Notre Dame at Michigan. Uh, these will be two top 15 ranked teams, I think. Well, Michigan lost, so they'll be top 25, I guess. Uh, another chance to see what Michigan is, I think. Uh, a chance to see what Michigan is and see what Notre Dame is, right? Notre Dame just lost to Georgia, and they this would be a big win on their uh, playoff f- football. 
agenda. Agenda is not the right word, but you know what I mean. Resume, there we go. Uh, and Michigan, again, are, is, is Harbaugh going to be in? How close are they? Are, is he going to be fired? So watch out for that one, too. That's the night game. I think Auburn LSU is a day game. Uh, but in the end, yeah. I'm sure I'll be pissed off not watching sports by then. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I'm, I'm so low. All right. Well, let's. anything else, Couch Football Marlow, that we should? No. I shouldn't. Uh, no. I think that's it. I think it's good. Our yeah. season's canceled. One of our more depressing. Which, which, this is more depressing than the bad basketball podcast we did, right? Like, football's <laughs> another level of, like, just frustration and disappointment. Yeah. Because Especially this year, we had these expectations. But there were some bad basketball ones where it's just like, God, we have to do this again. Um, all right. I'm the NFL, Marlo. Let's stay in the foul mood and talk about your Chicago Bears. Do we really? Do you want to begin? Uh, football is so over. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Mitch is back, okay? Mitch, Mitch is back. Mitch, Mitch came back after he had separated shoulder, whatever he had in his left arm. His shoulder now. Yeah, by his shoulder. Mitch is back. We had uh we had Mitch back playing the Saints who didn't have Breeze back. Yeah. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater, the controver- QB controversy will continue because Breeze is supposed to be back next week. Do you play Breeze? Mm-hmm. Oof. He's ready to go. He's just standing on the sideline, just it, ready yeah. to go. But he's high fiving people and I was like <laughs> I was like, does he? He should probably be careful with this thumb, right? I, I agree. Like he was tapping people on the helmet. Like, yeah, yeah tap people to help. I'm like, you know, uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of cringing the same way. Like, tap people to help, but doing the running jump chest bump thing. With, I was like, yeah. you're just asking, asking to get hurt yeah. again I without just, playing. Like, please be careful. Uh, they got the Saints, by the way, have Arizona Cardinals next week and then a bye. I'd be surprised if we saw Breeze next week. I think if we did, it's kind of like a he's actually worried or something. Why would he yeah. come back for uh, the Cardinals game? Uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Anyway, yeah. return to Mitch. Mitch back. Breeze Mitch, not. Neither. Yeah. There are lots of other Saints players not there either. Marlo. Yeah, it's true. That's Alvin Kamara. Yeah. So I, my my story is it was right for the picking. Yeah. This is this is like say you go. Usually, I mean, it's think full full strength against the Bears. You're like, oh well, maybe not. But at home, these players out on that grass, not in their dome. All right, we got a chance. And the offense again just stinks. It just stinks. You just they can't get a running game going. Mitch is missing missing wide open throws. It's like I'm watching Cohen out there. Uh it's just it stinks. Like I, I, before garbage time, before the game was well out of hand and they were just kind of throwing around and you'd think they had like a total of around 170 yards ish before the before their garbage time yards and uh and touchdowns. Because Mitch ended up with like fifty three passing attempts. Yeah, uh, fifty-three passing attempts for like two hundred fifty-some yards and two touchdowns. Looks like a great stat line, but it's really it does not. Look like it, a good stat line. It looks like a great stat line. And I'll probably pull it up at some point when someone argues to me about about Mitch. I'd be like, "Well, he had that one stat line." Um, but it didn't matter because the game the game got out of hand. Wave, well, wait for that. We had turnovers in the red zone. The highlight was a freaking return for a touchdown. Another highlight on special teams. Actually, special teams was the highlight. Well. The, Black, we got black, we got the black, first we got the first onside kick since they changed the rule in the NFL. So got that going for us. Would have had two, but the yeah. guy stepped out of bounds, um, in, for no reason because it wouldn't have changed anything. So, moral story is, it sucked. Saturday sucked. This Sunday afternoon sucked, and football yeah. is canceled. 
It's canceled. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. So watching the game, uh, Saints block a punt on the first 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 drive. Yeah, just get the ball. Quick, quick, easy three and out. They block the punt, and luckily it's only safety instead of a touchdown. Uh, then they score later. It's nine to zero, and then all of a sudden Cordell Patterson gets the kickoff return. Uh, and I am like, you got to be kidding me! <laughs> like this place is dead. That Soldier Field was dead. And then you get this, and it's like they're gonna. This is I was watching this. I'm like, this is gonna be another stupid Bears win, you know. And it was like ten to nine. <laughs> I'm like, I was preparing my narrative of like how I had to watch this crap that the Bears win, <laughs> and then the Saints defense just turned up. Uh, the Bears rush defense, they really miss Hicks. They really miss Hicks. Yeah. Um, and they just with even I, I don't want to say that it was. Obviously, it's ridiculous to say that it was better to have Murray than Kamara, right? That's a dumb thing to say. Yep. But in this game, they just ran Murray up the middle. And Murray's going to do that better than Kamara would. And that's where they crushed the Bears. They just ran it up the middle and were able to uh, get the push without without Hicks in there, which was really surprising. And um, really, I, it was just a, a, I don't know. I came away from this. Yeah, you can be frustrated with the Bears. Um, the Saints now have held their last four opponents around 250 yards of offense. So, you know, you're right in there. The defense has been really good. Um, yeah. And we talked about last week the Saints kind of change. Uh, maybe I should save this for later, but the Saints kind of change in narrative. Uh, or they're, they're kind of like team identity. Yeah. So they, they're they not this like swinging all around the field. They're like this grinded out, play good defense team. Uh, and. That is a really bad foil to what this Bears team is because <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Let me let me ask you this, Marlo. Uh, mm-hmm. What is this offense doing? <laughs> Why I don't. So we go back a year ago, right? And yep. Mitch Trubisky is the same Mitch Trubisky of a year ago, more or less, right? He has a mm. he has a bionic shoulder now, and that's fine. Yep. But. Like they were creative and they ran the ball and is it just that Jordan Howard's not there? Is do they not have that kind of? I mean Montgomery against the Packers looked really good and I haven't he fumbled today, but I haven't heard of him. Uh, is it just they're missing the run game? Is what happened to this creative Matt Nagy uh, offense? What's going on with that? Yeah, no, the run game in general is not just uh, it's not Montgomery. It's just a team like we don't we can't run the ball and. And then that's setting up for, you know, third third and sevens, third and tens, where the defense is allowed to bring the house and Mitch is back there. And you're right, like you can't, there's not that, when you get in those situations, you can't be as creative with your play calling. Um, that's part of it. The other part of it is when, it, when things are drawn up, we're missing it. We're just missing it. There was, yeah. there was two instances where it would, where Mitch missed a guy wide open and it would have been either if it wasn't a touchdown it would have been at least 30 40 yards right yeah 30 40 yard play um and it was just it was just missed and though it is all too familiar it is just all too familiar it seems like we can't go down the field if we're throwing it, it is you know uh, an out route every once in a while robinson will have a nice 15 yard play or something like that but we're not it's just not able to get those chunk plays and it's really it's just so frustrating um yeah, and I think it all starts with not being able to establish the run game. Howard's part of it. I thought that was, you know, an interesting move when it happened. Mm-hmm. Montgomery was supposed to be kind of that, you know, next one up. 
it hasn't really turned out that way uh, as the season has progressed, but I can't put it all on him. You know, offensive line play, as far as the run game, is, is part of it as well. So, Yeah, it obviously without long now, too. So it's, it's yep. just like kind of obviously Trubisky being hurt is, is a big thing with the quarterbacks hurt, but, yeah. you know, these kind of key line positions uh, are missing, and I think that's kind of showing up in this. Another thing I I was trying to think of is like so Cohen was just like such a creative weapon, you know, a year or two ago, and it just seems like without being able to run the ball, like the threat of running the ball, even. And I know a lot of in this game was being behind, but you really weren't that behind for that long. Like it got yeah. away from you in the in the second half, but in the first half there was still a lot of like, you know, I just think of like. Like them playing the Packers a year ago, and like screen plays and Cohen getting in space, and you just don't see, you don't see any of that. And I don't. It's it's weird. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, offense sucks. Uh, Robinson's great. Allen Robinson. We were doing a great for the Bears. Allen Robinson's. He's a he's a monster out there. He's the only. I think the only light spot on that team. Yeah, he is. Just trying uh, to it, give it, you something. Just trying to. Give no, you no. Thanks. I appreciate it. But it doesn't matter. It's over. Like it's you. The Packers are too far ahead. Vikings are too far ahead. Uh, our schedule is too tough going down the stretch here. It's 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 truly it's like how was it's it it's over. There's no point. There's really no point in watching anymore. I'm well, done. that's the thing. That's so I think has to be. Well, I don't want to like throw frustration at you, but it has to be frustrating. So you sit here. If you look at Mitch Trubisky and Kirk Cousins, would you rather have Mitch Trubisky or Kirk Cousins? They're kind of the same. They're kind of similar, right? You don't want either of them to really have to play quarterback. Uh, they'll miss some wide open throws, but they can make some open throws. I guess maybe you want Kirk Cousins maybe on that contract, but whatever. Um, but it's just that the Vikings have the threat of that run game, and that makes Kirk Cousins good. And yeah. if they don't have that, then Kirk Cousins is terrible, and Mr. Bissy is the same way. They don't have the threat of the run game, so he's terrible. Uh, yeah, I don't. And you're so you're in a great NFC too, Marlo. Uh, the NFC is really good. It's going to take probably 10 wins. Yep. To get a wild card? Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough. That's it's tough done. from three and three. You got to go seven and three the rest of the way. Mm. All right. <laughs> thanks. Thank you for your, thanks for your concern, I, Gazy. But Allen Robinson was really good today. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's it for the Bears. Do you want to you continue on and talk about your Packers, which, again, I couldn't, Packers. I couldn't watch. I could not watch. Oh. Uh. This, so, I'm doing my morning picks, Marlo. I do a a confidence pool with my family. And as I'm doing it, uh, Liverpool is losing 1-0 to Manchester United. The Packers had the Bears on the schedule. And I said, I don't like a lot of these games. I mean, I like the, you know, the Redskins not to win and the Dolphins not to win. But I'm like, I'm... I circled the Packers and I put 13 points. And I said, if this weekend goes the way it seems like it's going... I just want to lose everything. I want to live, lose the confidence pool. I want the the Packers. If Packers lose, I want to lose my confidence pool. And freaking Liverpool is losing. Uh, and luckily, some of these things changed. And I, I did get my 13 points on the Packers. Well, they defeated uh, the Raiders today. Uh, in kind, uh, uh, would you say it was? A, I would say it's, I guess a deceptive score. They ended up winning 42 to 24. The 42, uh, maybe not deceptive. Uh, because the Raiders could not stop Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but the Packers also had trouble stopping the Raiders, specifically their tight end, number 83. Maybe somebody should have covered that guy. 
And they finally did at the end. Rodgers finished the day with a perfect passer rating of 158.3 Marlowe. I know we all knew that was what the perfect passer rating was. That makes uh, sense. It makes total sense. Yeah, you should definitely, you know, in normal everyday life, we grade things on a 1 to 158.3 scale. (laughs) And uh, so naturally, that's how the... uh, whatever uh, passer rating is a uh, QBR of 97.2. I know that's out of a hundred, which actually makes sense. It's like Celsius and Fahrenheit kind of thing. Like the QBR, like, look, it makes sense. You go from zero to a hundred. Passer rating is like, it's just numbers. Who cares what they mean? <laughs> They're just out there. It's like, oh yeah. Water boils at, I don't even, what does what water boil at? 200 something? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a hundred degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hundred degrees Celsius. I know that. Cause that makes sense. All right. Anyway. Uh, what a tangent. All right. Uh, so Rogers perfect day. Uh, he finished 25, 31, uh, 429 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, ran one in himself too on the ground. He accounted for all six touchdowns. Um, the kind of MVP conversation has been like, you know, Mahomes, Wilson, uh, Watson, um, McCaffrey and stuff. And then people had been throwing Rogers in there, even though the Packers were you know, five and one. It's like, well, what Rogers doesn't like, he hasn't really, he doesn't really belong in the MVP conversation. I didn't think prior to this game, this game catapults him up into that conversation. He threw to seven wide receivers, eight wide receivers, <laughs> <laughs> six of which had catches of 20 yards or more. This is without Defonte Adams and with Geronimo Elson and MVS coming in with injuries. Uh, it was just amazing to see him. He was just flinging the ball around the yard, uh, connecting with people short, connecting with people deep. It was, I mean, a dissection of the Raiders' defense. It was amazing to watch. Uh, MVS had two catches for 133 yards and a touchdown. That seems like a crazy stat line, but it exists he, with the 74-yard uh, touchdown pass there. Um the so if you're looking at this game as a Packers fan, you kind of go, how in the world did the Raiders move the ball so easily? Because you watch this game, and the Raiders just felt like they moved the ball down the field. I think part of it is Derek Carr's dink and dunk play, and I know you saw this, Marlo, with the Raiders in London. Yeah, he doesn't really throw the ball more than ten yards down the field. He just it's just dink and dunking, and they morphed that into a actual offense. <laughs> like that's how that's how they design their plays and and uh, try to move the ball down the field and uh, it was successful against the Bears and was successful here for the most part against uh, against the Packers and uh, really a couple red zone plays on I guess you could look at it from the Packers end defense or the Raiders offense. Um, Car fumbles on the one yard line as he is extending to reach for the goal line and then goes out of the end zone. Uh, the Packers got a turnover on down, stopping a fourth and one from the one, and then Carr threw a pick in the end zone uh, that was batted by Amos and caught by King. Um, that really swung the game. Those those turnovers or lack of conversion on the goal line, and I don't know how much of that is good red zone defense versus Derek Carr just not being a great quarterback. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> That's a lot to do with Derek Carr not being a good quarterback. I came in from this game being like, I don't, I don't think I like Derek Carr, even though his numbers look really good. He threw up for almost 300 yards, 22 of 28. You know, he leads the league in like completion percentage. But I didn't feel great about it, like the whole time. And if 
if the Packers would have covered number 83, uh, their tight end, who just seemed to be wide open every time. Um, we had some safety play issues today, Marlo. Um, I think it would have been a different game. Uh, next week, uh, Packers go to Kansas City with no Mahomes. Is Mahomes? He's not playing. He's out. He's out. Three he's to out. six okay. weeks dislocated kneecap. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Because yep. it's... Sounded like they did like a little tease before the halftime of the of the um, Eagles Cowboys game, and they're like, "See who will be playing quarterback." And I was like, "Well, it can't be Mahomes." And but the way they <laughs> said it made me think like maybe he would. Um, but that does yeah, sound. Like I think they just haven't made a decision on yeah who's going to be the actual backup. Oh, I see. Okay. Wow. Okay. Great. So I guess hmm. the Packers get a break. They don't have to face Mahomes. Um, so that that's good. They're going in either as they're three point favorites going into Kansas City. Um, so catch a break there. Uh, although it's good news, Mahomes only out three to six weeks, right? Yeah. The way he reacted, how ugly that looked. I mean, this seems like it's the best case scenario. Um, so that's good. That's good for football in general and the Kansas City Chiefs specifically. <laughs> um, all right, Marlon, do you want to add anything to the Packers? Anything no, it's it's awful. It sucks. It's all sucks. So, I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm glad that the Wisconsin Packer fan like like for yourself, it feels yeah. a little better. Like feels like the weekend's a little better. But for those that are Badgers yeah. Bears fan, this is the worst. This has been this is the worst weekend, weekend ever. Just a terrible weekend. Yeah, I would like to point out. So the uh, Packers are six and one. They're four and one at home. They've had five of their first seven at home. Um, so they're they're going to have to have a, a couple road games going to Kansas City next week. It's you know not to complain, but just maybe pump the brakes a little bit on on how good we think this. Guy. I'm just in like total like protect my emotions. Like, <laughs> don't get too excited about anything ever again. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to get too excited about how well the often how good the offense looked today. I was going to say how well they played, and then I said how well they looked, and that just was miserable. All right. Um. That's Packers. Other NFL questions for you, Marlo. Ready? Yeah, ready. Questions. I don't have many, but just a couple. All right. So we're now, we're almost halfway through. So I was going to do a whole like halfway through segment, but um, that's next week. So look forward to that on next week's <laughs> 132 Breeze podcast. Uh, best team in the NFC, Marlo. We have the undefeated 49ers, the previously mentioned 6 and 1 Green Bay Packers, or the 6 and 1 Nolan Saints. Or off the board, somebody I missed. Mm. Yeah, I, was, I feel like there's someone. No, Minnesota's not getting on there. Um, yeah, this is tough. I mean, I guess you got to put 49ers for being. I mean, they are undefeated. They have beat some teams. They're looking good. Uh, Jimmy G is looking like the quarterback that they, you know, they hoped for, and um, they just got things rolling saw, out there again. I saw he's he's twelve and two as a starter, and yeah. in his first fourteen games, and no other quarterback has ever has won more than ten games in their first fourteen. So that's Dang. a pretty crazy set. They did score all of nine points against Washington True. today in pretty True. terrible weather, but they, I mean, they won nine to zero, but it looked pretty bad. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. I, I, if I have to pick from those three, and I can't, I'm not thinking of one that come off the board. I'd go with the 49ers for that reason. Yeah. All right. I like I like their position to to make the playoffs most out of anybody. I don't see the bottom really falling out on them. I'm going to go with the Saints, Marlowe. I was really impressed with their uh, win today. Uh, just the way that their defense plays, their change in identity. I think if they can keep this identity, uh, this kind of tough defense physical identity and then you add Drew Brees back to that 
that seems um, seems like a really good football team that I, that I wouldn't want to play um, coming up. So I'm going to go with with the Saints. Uh, one because I'm um, you know protecting myself from expectations of the Packers being good. Uh, 49ers. I still want to see more out of them. I haven't been too impressed, but that said, they've won other games and that means something. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Saints. All right, Marlo, most disappointing team. Mm-hmm. So I think we can kind of cross some teams off, be upset about at, at teams, or if you're fans of them, you could be very upset. I have Chargers and Falcons as my uh, two that I want to choose from. Do you have another one, or are one of those two your most disappointing? Uh, I mean, the Falcons are a good one. <laughs> are very disappointing. They just seem like Falcons, like, Whenever we talk about, especially the preseason, it's like, oh, they got Matt Ryan, they got Julio Jones, they got Sanu, they got, you know, uh, just all these weapons. And then they just come out and they stink, and they, they yeah. can't win a game. Chargers is funny, shout out, talking about having another bad Wisconsin weekend. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon fumbling at the yard line, line. To, to win, yeah. to lose the game. But brutal. it is brutal. They're kind of disappointing, but they're kind of, it's also the Chargers. And yeah. they're just uh, there's a constant state of disappointment. But if I had to do it, it would be the Falcons, and then one B would be the uh, Browns. Oh yeah, for sure. Browns are a good one. I didn't yeah. I didn't think of them because they didn't play today. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, but there was a, the Falcons have to be it. They have to for their coach tomorrow. They looked awful today, and they had uh, Matt Ryan got hurt. Uh, I don't know how serious it ended up being, but he kind of he hobbled off. His hobble was really weird. Did you see him walking? I did. No, I didn't see the hobble. It was a it was a really weird like it wasn't even like I'm favoring my leg it was like almost like an old man like I like he had a cane and he was it was really bizarre. Um, the Falcons I think are the most disappointing. Disappointing I think the Chargers are right there though just because of the ridiculousness in the how they the ridiculousness of their losses they just find ways to lose it in the most absurd fashions. Um, but the Falcons have to be and they have to fire their coach. I don't know what they're doing uh, and they've. Like both these teams thought they had ch- uh, chances, right, at, at playoffs yes. yeah. and beyond, uh, and it looks like neither of them are going to do that. All right, Marlo, my last one. Yep. More ridiculous commercial, and I got two car commercials here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. This is just a dumb thing I noticed while I was watching football. So uh, the Hyundai, Hyundai, Hyundai commercial. Hyundai. Hyundai, where... <laughs> I don't know what the commercial is, but the end, the family parks at a, fest- a fair, and there's a Ferris wheel in the background, and they park right at like the entrance, <laughs> and then they walk in, and like the kids just go on the ride, and there are other people there. Where are they parking? I don't understand. How come they get a park there? There's no admission. You just run on. You don't have to buy tickets to go on the rides. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Or the Honda one, where it's all, it's a like a, I think it's Honda. It might be Kia. Crap. I think it's Honda. <laughs> it's like this, it's tested tough, and this thing's running through, the, the SUVs are running through mud, and it's like, but you don't have to do this, because you commute to work, and you, so none of this matters. <laughs> and then, like, the guy's outside of a latte store, which is a thing, um, yeah. and a guy's, like, blowing leaves on his car, and he looks like he's terrified. Like, oh my god, don't blow leaves on my car. I hope it survives this <laughs> attack from the leaves. Uh, these car commercials don't make any sense to me, Marlo. They are they are getting ridiculous. Can I throw in there? Oh, okay, go ahead. ahead. I throw. I I don't know if you're like the Explorer one, where it's like the dude's uh astronaut, but then he's not. But he still has an astronaut suit on. Has his 
walking out of the out of the freaking uh, grocery store with with, yeah. <laughs> with the rotisserie chickens. Like, who is this weirdo in this <laughs> astronaut outfit with these two kids in the grocery store? <laughs> just buying chicken with an astronaut outfit. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. How about the phone one where the kids? Um, he's got to be like a teenager, like a ten year old or something. He's like rapping on his phone as he's walking down the hallway in school. Oh, I understand yeah. that. Who's that advertising to? Twelve <laughs> year olds who need to get phones? I don't understand. It's not me. That's not my, I'm not my target audience. Yeah. Um, I mean, I lit off with the one that I think is most ridiculous. That parking at the fair. I just can't get over. I can't get over that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I realized that you pointed it all out, but it's all true. It doesn't make oh. any sense. All right. Fellow fans, if you fa- see any other more ridiculous commercials, I'm going to be on the lookout for them. Those are my leaders in the clubhouse. Uh, anything else on the NFL, Marlo? It looks like the Cowboys have shellacked the Eagles. Yep, that one's over. Patriots, who do they play tomorrow? They play or, the Jets tomorrow. Jets the tomorrow. resurgent Jets with yeah. uh, with uh, this protected spleen uh, Sam Darnold back in. So yeah. we'll see. No mono Darnold. No Donald. We'll see how good they are uh, with him back, actually, as he kind of shocked everybody. Shocked everybody last week. All right, Marlo, there's baseball happening. We're in the World Series. The Yankees lost. Thank goodness. Oh, they got out. Jeez. Um, it was weird. So I was watching the... Uh, I just didn't want to go to bed because I kept thinking about those kinds of games, so I stayed up late. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the stupid baseball game, which went until like 1 in the morning or whatever it was. And the Yankees tied up in the top of the ninth. And I'm just kind of expecting it to like I'm preparing myself for it to go to extra innings. Yep. So I'm like, who knows how long this could go? I need to, you know, do I need another beer? Do I need like, am I good? You, you know, I'm just kind of like mentally preparing f- myself to be up later, right? Yep. And then it just ends. <laughs> oh, two minutes a home run, mm-hmm. and it's just over. And I'm like, oh. I guess I go to bed now. <laughs> so, <laughs> baseball's so weird because there's not a clock. Like that game yeah. could have gone 17 inzy, and I could have been up till four in the morning. So I was like preparing for that, and then it just all of a sudden was over, which was fine. <laughs> believe you me, but and the it, the result I wanted happened, so that was nice. But Yankees are out. Astros move on. Marla World Series. Who you got? The heavily favored Astros or the Washington Nationals? Well, let me ask you: How do you feel about the Nationals being in the World Series? I'm a little frustrated by it because yeah. it's, it's easy to sit. Because in one hand, uh, the Brewers should have beat them. The Brewers right. had them. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. The run that the Nationals then went on, I don't know that the Brewers could. I you know going through uh, the Dodgers series where they had the starting pitching to match the Dodgers, I don't see the Brewers having done that in an extended series and just. The last time the Brewers and Cardinals met in the LCS, I still can't believe that the Brewers lost. And uh, I just don't. We The Brewers weren't sweeping the Cardinals. Just that's not how baseball works. So, <laughs> like, I, in one yeah. hand, I sit here and go, this could be the Brewers because they should have won that game. And then, therefore, they'd be in this spot. But yep. I kind of try to temper that with, look at all these other amazing things that the Nationals have done that the Brewers probably didn't have. The pitching or whatever to do, you know, without Christian Yelich, if Yelich was on the team, I would have a different take on this, I think. But, you know, the Brewers just kind of came into the playoffs banged up, and I don't think they could have won these kind of longer series. So I'm kind of, again, maybe I'm protecting my emotions here. I'm doing a little like covering my head, yeah, action as I do mm-hmm. this, just you know, trying to add some visuals to this and protecting my emotions. Um, 
So maybe I'm doing a little bit of that, but I'm, I think if it was, I'm okay. That's the Nationals. If it was like the Cardinals or somebody, you know, uh, the Dodgers, some other team that if they had played the Brewers and then went on a team that I dislike, I just don't really dislike the Nationals. Uh, yeah. And I think it's funny that they're doing this without Bryce Harper. Oh, it's, that's, that's the funniest part about this whole thing. And that's kind of great. To yeah. True for and. I think Bryce Harper's handled it well. He's like, I wish them luck. I just didn't want to be there, which I don't know. Do we do we dislike Bryce Harper? Kind of. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I kind of feel bad for, I kind of feel bad for him a little bit about it. Uh, but I, then I don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you have $300 million. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you're, you're doing okay. Yeah. I don't feel too bad for him, but it is, that's kind of a fun narrative. Um, their pitching's a fun narrative. Uh, Scherzer is just amazing to watch. Uh, so no, I'm not. I'm not too bent out of shape. That there are, aren't there, but it has crossed my mind that they should not be in the playoffs at all because the Brewers should have won. Um, by the way, it hit. It hit the bat and then his hand. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous that it was called any other way. Uh, but the Astros, they're a fun team too, and I think it's just a position of them being against the Yankees or against. You know, the Red Sox or whomever in the playoffs that I find myself rooting for them more so because I'm rooting against the teams that they play. But Altuve is fun. Uh, a lot of their players seem like fun players. Uh, I think this will be a, a fun series. Like, I, I don't have anybody, no, I don't dislike any team in this. I don't like to dislike any player in this. Like, it's a, uh, should be a fun series. Uh, although the Astros will probably win pretty easily, it seems. That's the betting market that seems to think so. Yeah, I think I got to ride with the Nationals. Just kind of, I love, I love the, the the story of baseball when when teams go on runs like this, uh, just yeah. get in and and get hot at the right time. Uh, but that's the only reason. I, I really don't have any other other horses to face, but to have it go that way, I think the Astros probably will win. But I I will back the Nationals for this uh, World Series. Yeah, I think I'd you know lean a little bit Nationals. They're the National League team too, right? So yep. I have that that arbitrary thing to root for. So. All right, Marlo, while baseball is wrapping up, I think we're both shocked, shocked to learn basketball starts this week. Yeah, crazy. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, there's the tip-off games. I forgot who they are. I know the New Orleans plays, right? And they're without, be without Zion for a couple weeks. Without Zion, yeah. he's uh, <laughs> That sucks. For four weeks, they said? The start of the season, I believe? Yeah, a couple weeks. Knee, I, th- I just heard it was knee soreness, and they're just like, whoa. We don't want to push anything here, yeah. <laughs> which seems, it just seems right. At some point, he's probably going to play basketball. Um, yeah, it was the same. It was him and the news came out the same day that uh, Mahomes hurt his knee. And I was like, holy, has there ever been a day where, and both of them are only on a couple of weeks, but like, I was trying to think, like, has there ever been a time where like two superstar players in different sports, got, and, I, and then I didn't look this up or anything. <laughs> I just if thought, whoa. Had, I just thought, whoa. Imagine if, right, both these guys blow out their knees on the same day. That would have been, and again, fortunately, they don't be for football and basketball uh, in, a, in a general sense. Uh, that would have been, been terrifying. But that news kind of broke that day, and I, I didn't even know he was playing in preseason. Um, so that stings. Uh, other games will be played on, on Tuesday. Uh, Little Bucks preview for for you, Marlon. They're okay. over under fifty seven yep. and a half. Uh, they added uh, Robin Lopez, so they have the Lopez Bros. That should be some just comic comic gold there for you. Uh, old man Wesley Matthews, 
uh, Giannis's brother. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Giannis's yes, brother. <laughs> Giannis's brother. Uh, one of his brothers. The other ones, I think, on the Lakers. Uh, Frank Mason, Dragon Bender, Kyle Korver. They lose Malcolm Brogdon now in the Pacers. Uh, Nico Miritich somewhere in Europe and Pau Gasol uh, either in Europe or retired. I'm not sure. Still, you're turning the core of Giannis Middleton Bledsoe, although Bledsoe is uh, kind of suffering some uh, abdominal injury that he's kind of day-to-day with uh, that they're kind of taking a, a, an approach uh, to a wait-and-see approach, just let him get better and healthy. Um, other than, than it, so I'm going to side with the under 57.5. It's a lot of wins. It's a lot of wins. They won 60 last year, so it's a little bit less than last year. I think they have a little bit of a the regular – they don't need to prove it in the regular season this year. So I think the f- gas pedal is not going to be gone down all the time. If anything happens to Giannis – I heard a lot of this, like, if something happens to Giannis, this team's like bad. It's like the Packers. Yeah, if something happens to yeah. Rodgers, yeah, that changes <laughs> things a lot. Yeah. Um, I think – uh, I think they'll be good. I worry that they're a little bit older in a lot of uh, in a lot of positions. Obviously, everybody's a year older, but you brought in a lot of older role players, um, in a very much a win now type thing, which could maybe will turn out to be good. But it just worries me a little bit. Uh, and I don't know. I just I I again maybe I'm just emotionally project protecting myself, but I expect them to still be this. First or second best team in the East, but maybe a little bit less than 57 wins, maybe something like 55 wins, which is still crazy that we're sitting here talking about a Bucks team <laughs> and expecting that they win 55 games. And I just want to enjoy uh, Giannis uh, as much as I can. So there you go. That's my Bucks preview. I didn't want to get too much into it, Marlo. How nice. about your Chicago Bulls? My Chicago Bulls over under for season 32 and a half. Yeah. Uh, clearly taking the under on this one. You are. Yeah, we went 20, 22 games last year. I think we'll win more than last year. We had 22 games last year. We'll win more than 22. But it's still, so you go three of the rebuild, it's supposed to be better. But this, the you know, when you look down the east, um, it's really hard to see this team competing right now, mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the east. So... That's the reason for it. I think they'll be better. I just I think the rest of the field is better than them. Well, that's how sports works. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, as far as like Levine, uh, Levine, 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 and yeah. uh, Mark and Lorden just continue to grow. Lorden is the one that needs to really grow this season. Uh, has been I haven't watched preseason, but what I have read on preseason that he finds times where he just disappears, and that needs to stop. Yeah. Uh, but so it's a very it's a very crowded forward position. Yeah. On on the Bulls, which is kind of weird because you draft Markinen right to be kind of the the future right of, yeah. of that position, but then you sign and draft other players at that same position, so you have really crowded uh, cr- crowded position for time there. Kind of confusing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, again, uh, going the other. Hopefully, I mean, again, I uh, this is one of those things I'll probably get more into it around Christmas time. But at the start of the season, we'll you know we'll just see what goes on. Yeah, I just wanted to you know touch on it. Yeah, yeah. touch on it while we could. I got you. Um, I don't know. Uh, got Kobe White. I'm excited for Kobe White. I'm excited to watch Kobe White. Yes, he's a lot of. He was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of fun 
at North Carolina. I'm just trying to look at some of the teams that the Bulls are around, and I I expected to go. I like them a lot better than some of these other teams, but I guess I really don't. The 32 and a half is pretty high. You're right. Yeah, because they're up there with like the Oklahoma City Thunder, Atlanta. Do you like you probably like Atlanta's young core better? Yeah, I do. Timberwolves at Timberwolves at 35. I don't know. Maybe maybe in there. I was gonna I was gonna go hard on the over on that, but now that you kind of tempered my <laughs> go hard, I was gonna like root for it. I mean, I'll <laughs> go hard. Throw all the money uh, down. Oh, it'll be interesting to see what. I, I'm just excited to see Kobe White and his that hair running around on NBA yep. court is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, Milo, finals predictions. Here we go. Let's go on the record. Season hasn't even started yet. We we barely know the teams. We don't even know our teams, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> but let's go on and talk about uh, NBA finals, the favorites. This is the first year we haven't had a prohibitive favorite in a long time. Uh, I think it's been... Um, 10 or 11 years, uh, what was it? I think it was 2007. It was before, when did LeBron James go to the Heat? It was before then that we had uh, the favorite was not as favored. As, mm. That was, had worse, was more expected to win than it is this year. So we got Lakers at plus, uh, three to one, Clippers three and a half to one, Bucks six to one, 76ers seven and a half to one. Rockets eight half to one, ja- uh, Warriors ten to one. Marlo, uh, I can keep going, but that sounds boring. Uh, who do you like in your NBA Finals, and who do you like winning as of two days before the season starting? Do are the Lakers this high? I mean, I know, I know you added. They have LeBron, obviously. Yeah. Um, and we added on uh, his face, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, thank you. Yeah. But does that? It automatically catapults them to NBA championship level. The rest, yeah. the rest of that roster isn't that good, right? Yeah, the rest of the roster is really bad. Uh, they're counting on Dwight Howard to have a return to form. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Some some other players who will have to play uh, significant roles um, that you wouldn't expect on on a team. It's just. The thought that those two guys are that good and and good enough to to kind of propel the team, uh, I don't know. I, three favorite seems too high, but I get the hype. Like yeah. I think you know you got setting odds. You got to take into account like the the kind of public money and things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and yeah. Who people want to bet on? And people want to bet on Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And it sounds like. All the reports out of preseason is that when they are on the court together and picking and rolling, it seems borderline unstoppable. And I can see in a playoff series that winning four games out of seven a few times. But yeah, we'll that's see. fair. Um, well, I, I think the other thing, the other question is, is the Houston Rocket experiment. Yeah. Um, is that going to work out? Uh, I mean, it, it has before. But well, I mean, these these players are too different now than they were when they were when they were both in, uh, yeah, in OKC. There, OKC, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I I like I like that, but I you know I need to see it. So I would have to say it'd be fun to have uh, Houston Rockets, and I would say Houston Rockets Clippers in the Western Conference Final. Mm-hmm. And then I I see the Bucks and the Seventy Sixers in the East side, yeah. and then go from there. I can't pick a winner though. I can't pick a finals. Yeah, can't do it. 
just can't do it. Uh, I think the Houston Rockets thing is going to be great in the regular season. I have no idea how it's going to work in the playoffs because in the playoffs, you're going in the regular season they can stagger the minutes much like they did Chris Paul and James Harden last year. So there's like already a blueprint for how to kind of stagger the minutes so that yeah. Yeah, they play together sometimes, but they each play and handle the offense at other times. Uh, I think that Westbrook is a big upgrade over Chris Paul at this point in their respective careers. Uh, But when you get to the playoffs and you have two guys who have disappeared in the playoffs on the same team or at least struggled in the playoffs on the same team, and then you're going to try and play them together, which you haven't done all year, that's going to be tough. I for that reason, I really like them in their regular season, whatever their over-under is, and uh, wins, which I could probably scroll up on the sheet and find, but I like that, but I don't like them to win it. And the Clippers, I it, the West is so tough. The West, there's so many good teams. Um, the Nuggets, the Jazz are good. Uh, we'll see what the Warriors are if Clay comes back. Uh, the Rockets, if they can figure it out. And then the Clippers and Lakers are kind of... Well, the Lakers are top-heavy, as we discussed. Clippers just have health concerns with who knows how much time Paul George is going to miss if he's going to come back and be the same Paul George. And Kawhi, just now we have this kind of load management expectation thing. Um, I, I'm with you, Bucks and 76ers in the East. Uh, they seem like clearly the two best teams in the East. I like the 76ers going to the finals. Uh, I don't like that, but I think that will happen. Um and then we have the Clippers and just the uh, Kawhi Leonard renaissance continues and he cements himself as a top 10 player by winning another title for another team. That would be crazy. And I don't want to pick the Lakers, so I'm going to go with go with that. Um, there you go. There's nice. an NBA season preview. Marlo, we nice. did it. We did it. Lots of, lots of research and thought went into those. Uh, and by research and thought, you heard it here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's ready and prime for Tuesday. Looked at the odds and said, hmm, interesting. All right. All right. Any other NBA things, Marlo? No, I think that's it for the NBA right now. I'm sure we'll have more as the season goes on starting Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. probably around Christmas. Though. Yeah, probably mostly around Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> RKC caught a lot of slack yesterday from not having... America's favorite second yeah. keys corner kick. Are we ready to revive yourself? Well, well, there were. I will revive myself. There are. are uh, I mean, there were. There were games. I don't, I don't <laughs> even, you know what I mean to say? Um, there were games this week. Yeah, uh, Real Madrid lost to a Spanish team I've never heard of for the first time in like twelve years. That was really fun. Um, they're in a a, a real. Weird spot for Real Madrid for the uh, how good they they normally are. Um, so that was kind of the result of the week that stuck out to me. Uh, the game of the week in the EPL also happened to be uh, Liverpool, and it will be again next week. And maybe that's because I'm biased, but uh, Liverpool tied Manchester United this morning one to one. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I was kind of watch along with this and as it was 1-0 I was down in the dumps Liverpool got a late goal from Lalana which is a relatively unlikely source uh, but going back in the game I have a you know here that says uh, I tried to do the muck fishigan thing yep <laughs> I did <laughs> try this carefully <laughs> Vuck far <laughs> yeah we did it Damn. all right 
Uh, they're the V and the F. This, you know, if you don't really pronounce it, they sound kind of similar, uh, or at least you can say them the wrong way. Um, VAR in this game uh, oh, allows a United goal to stand when Origi is fouled. The guy just kicks the back of his leg, and he goes down because he got kicked in the back of the leg. United picks up the ball, generates a counterattack off of that play, and scores a goal, and they decide that there wasn't a foul there, which is absolutely ridiculous uh, and should have been called. And then later, Liverpool has a goal taken away when Lindelof, who is the Manchester United defender, is just molesting Sadio Mane as Sadio Mane tries to bring the ball down. And the ball does hit off Mane's hand uh, and... As he uh, attempts to to control the ball, uh, it if it was NFL, you'd be like, yeah, he probably handballed it, but the guy is molesting him. So you know, it's kind of like well, you want me to call pass interference on this. Like the play is what it is. And they had a goal, and VR took it away because the ball grazes his arm, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it might have been the right call, but then call the the foul that the guy's molesting him. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Liverpool get the late goal and tie just uh despite my complaining it was a real uninspiring performance from liverpool uh they had failed to win their 17th game whatever they would have they would have tied a record for most wins in a row they got the draw um a draw at united i guess on paper isn't terrible uh, but the way United's played this year, you feel like this is one that Liverpool should have got. They still remain atop the table. Um, Manchester City getting a win on Saturday. This week, Marlo, looking ahead. Work week games. We got a Monday game. Sheffield United host Arsenal. Uh, I guess if I'm trying to sell this, Sheffield United's a fun team. They're uh a newly promoted team, and it'll be a chance for them to get some points. They, you know, it's important to get points where you can. And hosting a big six club as Arsenal is is would be a big moment to get points. So you want to tune in and see if they can do that. And then Friday, Southampton and Leicester City. Leicester City, uh, right now, I think in third place, and really a team that just they're a good squad and they know who they are. They know what they do well and they execute on that, which has allowed them obviously they won the league a couple of years ago which still is one of the most crazy sports stories uh that has happened uh, but it's allowed them to kind of sit in that top three over teams that spend a lot more and have a lot more talent uh their kind of identity and play has allowed them to do that so that will be one to check out there and then on the weekend there are games saturday and sunday but the game i'll be focusing on nice because other people focusing on is liverpool tottenham that's sunday at 11 30 um Eastern time, 10.30 here uh, in the central time. Uh, a top a top six clash, so these are always good. You always want to tune into these. And Tottenham is on a bit of a disastrous form. They lost 6-2 to two to Bayern Munich in the Champions League. Um, although I heard reports that it was closer than 7-2, to two, but <laughs> come on, 7-2. <laughs> to two. That's tough. Uh, they lost 3-0 to zero to Breithove and Albion. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, when we were doing chan- when we were doing uh, EPL, and they drew with Watford uh, here uh, today. So that's a really bad run for Tottenham. It seems a little bit of Tottenham in crisis level. Um, they've 
haven't brought in many players. They haven't reinforced their squad in the past couple transfer windows and relied on kind of the genius of their of their coach, uh, manager, uh, Pochettino. Uh, it seems like that's kind of running out and their players are kind of getting uh, a little a little worn out. Um, Harry Kane, uh, most notably, uh, and the kind of the magic seems to be gone a little bit from the run that they did. They've been on a great run up until this point, and now it seems like something has changed. Uh, they did open a new stadium, so maybe they're jinxed from that. I don't know how jinxes work, but that could be it. Um, yeah, so that's next week. Uh, obviously, we'll all here on the pod, Marlo, we'll yes. all be rooting for a Liverpool win. Always. Uh, that's that's uh, all all I got. Um, I we should mention there is a very much a state of crisis for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, they lost two zero to Canada. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the other day, and it was just uh, it was terrible. It was, we looked like uh, a side that had no plan, uh, no determination no heart no anything you want out of a soccer team anything you would think like we need x to win a game we had none of that and we had apathy and confusion and poor play to to show losing 2-0-2 what looked like to be fair uh canada this canada team looked better and uh than than some teams in the past they have some really talented players um but still, it's not a game that the uh, United States men's national team should lose, and you don't want to read too much into friendlies. But this is a—it was a really bad loss, and they—the team looked as disinterested as in or stymied as they did in the Trinidad Tobago loss that knocked them out from the World Cup, which was probably the low point in U.S. soccer in the last I don't know twenty years. Uh, they looked like that team again, and I don't know. Uh, I saw articles uh, out there about like you know rip up the plan and and start over or, or whatever, and I was surprised that we had a plan because it did not look like we had a plan in that game. It was it was terrible, um, and I didn't want I didn't write it down in the show notes because I didn't want to talk about it. But now here we are, and I did. So, <laughs> gross, 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 gross. All right, is that oh, it for the court? Oh, and, one more. No. Oh. Oh. The NWSL is in the championships tomorrow. Your Chicago Red Stars. Yes. In the final against the North Carolina Courage. North Carolina Courage is the defending champions. They seem to be the powerhouse of the NWSL. The uh, Chicago Red Stars will hope to unseat them in the championship game, which I assume is this week, but didn't look up when it was and did write it in the show notes. So there you go. Watch (laughs) out for that. That's all I got. I'm done. All right. That's it for Casey's Corner Kick. Back and better than ever. Yeah, I hope America appreciated my soccer ramblings that they so missed out on <laughs> last week. <clears throat> oh, boy. All right. Well, that's it for me. I got nothing else, Casey. Um, you have anything else? Nope. That, right. is, that is it. I won't throw any other things at you that I didn't put in the uh, show notes. All right. Perfect. So, as always, find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at ProfBadgerFan. Hopefully next week, be back next week. Hopefully on a better note, but no promises. Casey, you got any last words? Uh, Until next time, fellow fans, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports.